0: Welcome in. You are listening to another episode of KeepTheChange.co.nz's podcast. Look out for the hot stepper, the people stepping their debt and dodging, making their repayments. <laughs> I love that tune, eh? So good, it's eh? So catchy, man. It reminds me of Benji Marshall. They used you to. Know- Back in the day when he had, uh, they'd put together highlights packages. and Like doing always the goose step a... and stuff, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Benji, if yeah. you're listening, you're a horny man. This and is
1: uh, this is one of those songs that like, as a white boy in my car, like I try and put on the accent when no one's listening, you know, and sing myself. <laughs> yeah, nice. Get the
0: sub cranky. Yeah. <laughs> well, today, mate, some doom and some gloom, and that is not what we always like to do, but we do like to present the facts. Now, this data comes from Centrix, and Centrix is a... I'll actually find how they term themselves. So their data says that they hold the richest data set of consumer credit information available in New Zealand. Our extensive and unique credit information database compromises of comprehensive credit information, utility data and supporting credit risk information aggregated from a wide range of sources. So thank you for allowing us to talk about your data (laughs) centrics. I hope it's okay. (laughs) Uh, But I often read articles that have been written about this data, but I was lucky enough this year or this time, to be actually sent this data because someone knew that I have a a high interest in this sort of thing. So basically, they provide this data to different businesses and to organisations that need to keep a finger on the pulse. And I'd imagine the government probably get this data too, but as I said before, it's sort of all aggregated from different sources that are giving out credit and have that. So I'm going to read Mikey some of the pieces and we're going to talk about them. And you'll want to keep a close eye on this too out there because this data comes out monthly and this will give us a real good finger on the pulse of what's happening in the nation, right?
1: Yeah, well, it's, you know, all money's created via credit and debt and,
0: you know, this gives you a snapshot of, like, I guess, helps you forecast what might be happening in the economy. So the January key highlights say that arrears are rising. The number of consumers behind on their debt repayments at a three-year high... Mortgage delinquencies up 24% year on year amid deteriorating economic conditions. Mm. Credit demand says consumer demand has <laughs> muted, has a muted start to the year. Mortgage inquiries down 26%. Mm-hmm.
1: That'd be right
0: there, Mikey. Yeah, mate. Personal loan demand remains high as households continue to feel the financial strain. Financial hardship cases have been on the rise since reaching a three year low in November. 40% of new hardship cases are related to home loan repayments. Hmm. Unsecured loans, here we go. More consumers turn to unsecured loans. Oh, is that why they keep the change guys always banging on about being careful about that stuff? <laughs> New loans granted a 20%, 27% higher than last year as more consumers opt for unsecured loans and credit cards to fund essential household spending. <laughs> tourism boost. Tourism and hospitality sector performance has seen the greatest improvement over the last year as international tourism returns in greater numbers. Just about every day I look out my window, mate, and there's a cruise ship in the harbour.
1: Yep. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. there's two at the moment at the time of recording
0: this. I mean, the times that I have been to the
1: airport, it's been jam-packed, man. Yeah. So, yeah, it's happening. I mean, bar the tourism part, if we look at the other four things you mentioned, um, this is a complete contradiction to what our finance minister would say. Um, True. You know, we'd be be hearing about the economy is full of strength. You know, we've got plenty of ammo in the tank. You know, it's really strong. Employment's down, blah, blah, blah. But these are not to scare anyone, but they're they're the cracks showing,
0: eh? The cracks are showing. I was gonna yeah. say, you know, wait till we read out twenty twenty four. Yeah. Yeah, you know, wait till we get into this. I think and this is why I'm always how do I word this? I'm always like, fuck it, don't trust the government to save your shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because see your own thing. Yeah. What you'll hear is we're looking after the lower and middle class, and we're looking after the poor, and we've no one's ever done more for them than we have, and we've raised the minimum wage and all yeah. this shit. And it's like, oh great, so why is everyone needing unsecured loans in? Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. not everyone, but you know. Yeah, yeah. And who's more likely to be taking those things out? Well, people that can't make ends meet. Yeah. How come they can't make ends meet? Because they don't have enough income to cover their expenses. So then they're topping up their incomes via debt, and that's just where I think. Politicians lie, just outright. <laughs> <laughs> they, it's true. Whichever colour, like, I yeah. don't care. They just, it's, it's just
1: year after year after year after year. It's yeah. just all oh, shit. I think when you see um, older guys talk about politicians and they're quite sour about it all. Yeah. And like, as I've got older, I, I can under, sort of understand it now because it's just, it's like they've got like a two-page script that they stick to and then they've stuck to it for the eternity. Mm. And the new person
0: just rolls in and reads it, you know, like it's funny and, as. And I actually have direct communication with some politicians. Mm-hmm. And they've actually been supportive of some of the things that I do, mm-hmm. whether that be in racing, even some of this stuff now. Slating them off on the Keep the Change and podcast. Here I am, <laughs> you know. So it's, it's not that I like, don't like them and these people. I'm just saying to people of New Zealand, don't fall into the trap of thinking, ah, it's all good, like they'll come and sort this out for me. Mm. They've, they've got my best interests. Like, oh, I'm exactly who they're talking about. And when they talk about these policies and these things, they're speaking directly to me. And thank fuck they're coming <laughs> to solve my problems. Yeah. Because data doesn't lie. Now, anyway, we'll carry on and we'll go through some of these things. So some consumer credit insights. Mm. Consumer demand has, muted, has a muted start to the year. So this is interesting because it's sort of December data anyway because we're only the back end of... January, now at the time of recording this, but mortgage applications 26% down on last year while personal loan demand remains strong. New mortgage application inquiries decreased 26.2% in the last month on a year on year basis. The decline in activity is in line with New Zealand's declining housing market as economic conditions continue to bite. That's not going to surprise anyone, right? No. Personal loan demand remains high, although down from December's spike as households continue to feel the financial strain. So, oh, maybe this data is January 2023. It is, so they must do it before the, the month is finished. Hmm. Vehicle finance demand also remains buoyant as EV sales exceed industry expectations. Yep. We uh,
1: we talked a bit about that, though, on a previous podcast, right, about how Tesla had three years' worth of orders to catch up with, and they yep. all came at once. So that's a beautiful boost all at once. It's kind
0: of like a natural disaster and needing to fix up all the flood damage. I said to uh, a business broker the other day you know what what are you seeing etc and they said oh the banks are just loving asset finance at the moment so what mm. what happens is Luke goes and buys a Tesla Luke says can I get finance for that they say yep how much we'd like to finance and you say oh, I won't don't even want to put a deposit down mm. they're like oh how about we take the GST back if it's a business purchase but they don't even want you to do that they're like oh that would be good but you don't have to so you can finance the entire vehicle right <laughs> yeah and the risk for them is quite low because what they do, say Luke stops has been able to pay for his Tesla, I start to fail on my obligations, they come back, they're like, we're taking the car, they take it off me, and then they go sell it at mm. the, there's a weekly sale of equipment, right? Mm-hmm. I think it happens all around the country, turners do them, and they basically just turn their asset into cash, they get whatever they can for it, yep. and then they write you off as a bad debt for the rest of your loan. So it's a very, very good arm of finance. Because there's a little bit of, there's something that they can sell on the other side Secured. to to recover. Yeah. yeah. Now, I spoke to a dude yesterday who works in that space of those auctions and keeping an eye on all that. And I said, are you getting busy? He's like, oh, fuck yeah. I really noticed it turned in November. Mm. And he said, a lot of the um, vehicles that are diesel, they'll get put up for sale and they don't have any road use their road user charges haven't been paid on them. Oh yeah. And what I didn't understand is that when you sell a vehicle, yeah. you've got to catch up on them yeah, in the diesel even, space. Even if
1: even if you haven't registered your car for a year, if you didn't put the registration on hold, you have to back pay to when it last expired. And it's the same with Rux road yeah. user charges. So yeah.
0: he said in this some of these instances they've they've done like fifteen thousand k's yeah you have
1: to go and rebuy the fifteen thousand k's and then the future amount that
0: you want to use so yeah it can get
1: really expensive so you have to put that into the price of what you're purchasing yeah yeah
0: so he said you know that that money back off to NZTA and now yeah. left with even less so really really interesting but he said he noticed it turn in about November. Mm. Now, more consumers are turning to unsecured loans. New consumer loans are 20% higher than last year as more consumers opted for unsecured loans and credit cards to fund essential household spending, while new mortgage borrowing is 43% down on December 2022 and just 28% down on December 2019 as the housing market continues to decline. Overall, new household borrowing is 39% down compared to December last year. So the bubble is shrinking Mm. where people are like, oh, I'm going to get less debt. Now, this is why Luke and Mikey are always early and Luke's <laughs> making videos on the whiteboard being like, don't get a credit card, yeah. De- decrease your limit. <laughs> oh, I pay it off on time every time. Like, wanna? <laughs> And I'm not going to fucking keep banging on about that because we always do, right? But this is why, because now people are going to start leaning on these forms of credit that they've got. So we were trying to teach you ahead of getting to this period, remove it mm. so that you don't... It's like having cocaine sitting in the top drawer when you're trying to get off the shit, you know? you <laughs> You don't want that yeah, shit sitting so. in the top drawer. Yeah. You're like, oh, hey, I'm I'm real disciplined. I'm not going to touch it. Yeah, yeah. Well, then fucking throw it down the sink or something. Yeah. You know, don't have it in the top drawer. I don't know why that's the analogy I just gave <laughs> to, but um, hey, shit. anything goes around here. So, um, yeah, th- th- I guess this is this is not surprising to us, but like you say, it kind of shows that the cracks are appearing yeah. a little bit in a in
1: a interest rate decreasing environment, increases in unsecured personal lending actually translates (laughs) to um, GDP (laughs) because it's basically new money being created it's been going to spent through the economy by consumers um, and then the debt rolls over and it gets cheaper and cheaper over time when we've got it in this environment and it's increasing so there's more unsecured personal loans being taken out and the cost of repayment is going up at the same time it's a bit of a yucky recipe like are these people also getting pay rises?
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, well, like there's
1: a bit of a uh, a mix there that doesn't sound that
0: nice. Well, that's where I was going to go, mate. You know, I made that video last year where I said your two grand credit card to repay that is actually going to cost you a three grand pay rise plus. And that's now like- it's even dearer because yeah. if you're getting interest on that bitch at 18%, yeah, <laughs> you know, so basically you need an over three grand credit card if you earn over $48,000 in New Zealand and you get given a $2,000 credit card, it's like being given a $3,200 pay rise. So if you get and you max that out and then you want to pay that off and you can't afford to... your future self. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to get a 3.2K pay rise and do it for a year to collect that after tax (laughs) to then get the two grand that it nets out to then go and pay that back. Mm. This is how you get in trouble. Because you can spend that two grand credit card in about fucking three hours if you want. (laughs) But you're going to take probably a year in terms of a pay rise net after tax to yep. then pay that back so that's why your future self always regrets regrets those decisions you make here's some interesting data that isn't in here mate and I just thought I'd share this with you because I have shares in Kiwi Property Group mm-hmm. and that was a way that I thought I'd get some exposure to, to property did you buy retail the and shit yes yep. <laughs> would you like me to show you so I brought at uh, I remember
1: they did like a huge oh I better not say because I might not be correct
0: just make it up, mate. It's all good. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so they we were $1.30 two years ago, though. Now they got right down to 85 cents. But basically, I am down on this investment. I'm down just a cool 18.3%. That's pretty standard for you. Yeah, it's yeah. not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. You should see my RV shares. <laughs> anyway, they say Kiwi Property Group today advised that its mixed use shopping centers recorded just under $1.7 billion in sales in 2022, setting a record for the company. The sales performance is almost 26% higher than 2019, the last year of trading unaffected by COVID. So what they're doing is going, well, 2022, they weren't really restricted by lockdowns, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's our sales data across all of our malls compared to 2019 Mm. when we last had a year like that? And it's up 26%. Uh, so 2022 sales were also up significantly compared to 2021, including an increase of 5% in December versus the same time last year, a noticeable contrast to the overall decline in retail card spending in New Zealand during the month. So what they're saying is, well, we're doing pretty good. Yeah. Like we we outmarketed yeah. the, the general sort of flow and we got people into our malls and they they spent, despite the challenging economic climate, Kiwi Properties flagship centres such as Sylvia Park, which is of with its diverse mix of its first to the New Zealand stores and favourite local retailers, coupled with a growing number of office and medical tenants will help the business remain resilient through a potential future downturn and position it for growth in its period that follows. Interesting. So that's uh, just some interesting data there. I can tell you exactly where those
1: 26% increase of people came from too because <laughs> right here in this report, it says that new residential mortgage lending is down 28% on December 19, brackets pre-pandemic comparison. So those people that would have taken out mortgages have just gone to the shops, mate.
0: Retail on. Yeah. (laughs) How good. Um, All right, let's get into some of the scary pieces. Number of consumers behind on their debt repayments at a three-year high. Now the number of people that are behind on their debt repayments has increased to 11.3 percent of the credit active population, which is 410,000 people. Ooh. This is a 10 percent increase on the same month last year, as economic conditions continue to deteriorate. So more than just, one in 10 people are behind on their credit active debt repayments. Mm. So their credit cards, their consumer finance, etc. And this is why you know when people we say you, know, you don't you don't want access to those things. Like try to yeah, before yeah. you get into it contractionary time try and remove your access or we at just, least decrease your limits They just
1: bang on about this stuff so much about like remove all of that stuff and then build the emergency fund up right yeah and then
0: 4.5% of credit active consumers are currently 30 plus days past due which is oh. up from 4.2% last month 2.4% of consumers are currently 90 plus days past due up from 2.3% last month now oh, man this is where I get um uh, conflicted because you try and teach people to be careful with this shit right but we know at this stage before we've even got into some real tough Mm. economic times with interest rates highly baked in that 1 in 20 people are owing 30 days plus on their credit cards so Mm. you know that they're incurring interest and then nearly well over 1 in 20 are 90 plus days past due and those numbers are only getting bigger but these people will be everyday people and these numbers will continue to get bigger and our every ounce of our body will want us to blame and we'll be like it's yeah. either it's the economy it's yeah. the government it's whatever right yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. our choice will be and and they will be this should be written off it should be um, you know, assist the banks are making too much, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
1: Yeah, and there'll be more of those articles, like in the Herald, about that I can't afford a mortgage, and then everyone, yep. will, you know, like that
0: narrative will be pushed. I'm nine grand in credit card arrears, <laughs> and it's cost me eighteen hundred dollars in interest, and I just can't believe that. That's you know, yeah. I could have got X, Y, Z with Visa that. These
1: are criminals, blah blah blah. Yeah, even though
0: you sign the terms and conditions, hundred <laughs> percent. And yep. you, you know, you wanked off about how awesome your ear points are <laughs> that you made on them. Do you want to give those? Do you want to give those back too? Yeah. You know, when you're not paying your credit card. Uh, Bill, you should be offering to give your ear points back that you weren't back to bloody, shouldn't you? But so it's just it's just it's going to get ugly, and it'll be hard. Like I still will have some empathy for these people, but it'll be hard to have sympathy after three years of fucking banging on, or two years at least of banging on about. Be careful, be careful. Like you're you're dancing with the devil with this shit. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, right. Like, cons- consumer areas are- 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 by region, we can probably. Um, oh, we'll just we'll just read out Gisman. Who's number one eh Yeah who is number one
1: uh, Number one For the total arrears Goes to Gizzy Oh I
0: was about to Before you even said that I was like I bet it's Gisborne Oh
1: actually, why would you think that Nah
0: someone told me this eh That's oh, said really? Apparently as a region They've got It's got the highest level Of people on benefits In New Zealand Oh yeah I don't know if that's true But that's what someone I can't remember Who taught me that But said And So that would then stack up So then you'd be Wanting access to, to Credit and stuff as well Yeah. It's just, yeah. Do you know, also, when you are um, in sort of hardship and whatnot, you can actually borrow from the Ministry of Social Development, so, i.e. other taxpayers as well. And so that's like another form of debt that you can get access to. Wow. Yeah. So there's so much debt everywhere.
1: Yeah. It's just... Well, the system runs on
0: it. Yeah, everything can be the, financed.
1: The cleanest finances in the country, as judged by consumer arrears, goes to Nelson. Nelson. Which is a bunch of retirees, boomers that are loaded.
0: Those are the people going, oh, I always pay off mine on time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Mortgage delinquencies has reached its highest level since April 2021. Mm. Uh, oh, here's some good stats. So the proportion of home loans with <coughs> missed repayments has risen to its highest level since April 2021.
1: What's interest? Oh, sorry.
0: There What's are currently 17,200 mortgages accounts past due. Yeah.
1: So if we look, like the people listening can't see this graph. But the spikes that are in the beginning of 2020 and then that, that the data they're saying since 2021, both of these were lockdown periods. Yeah. And if you look at the graph that we're looking at now where they're saying it's the highest since then, we haven't had any lockdowns. Mm. And this thing is hockey sticking. It is it going is. vertical faster than the lockdown periods went up on the graph. So Yeah. If. if
0: yeah, that might not be good. Might not be good, but we have, in 2017, 1.55% of people were behind on their mortgages. Yeah, it doesn't look,
1: over time, it doesn't look like it's anything out of the ordinary.
0: Yeah, I reckon we'll get past that. I reckon we'll get back up there. Yeah. Um, Arrears on vehicle loans is up to 5.3% in December as the financial pressure persists higher since June 2020, up from 3.9% December last year. So what that says is, as you've learned on Keep the Change, people will... First, they won't pay their telephone bill and stuff like that, their credit card, because they can get away with it. Then your then your vehicle, but then you start worrying, shit, will I get my vehicle back? Like, you know Visa ain't ringing you. Westpac ain't ringing you on fucking Tuesday when you missed nah. your credit card payment on Monday. Nah. You ain't even going to hear from them for a year. Like, you probably won't even hear from them. <laughs> so, you know, people will not pay what they know that they can get away with. Yeah. Um arrears on unsecured personal loans are also up to 8% compared to 6.7% in December 2021. Now if you are one of these people like make yourself a plan. We're not we're not having a crack at you being like oh we're better than you like I've told you all my stories of being in the exact same position. So don't feel judged. Just go hmm what, how can I not be one of these statistics? And like I said the other day if you're a fucking billabong boy <laughs> go and get that snowboard, that skateboard. I laughed at that, and, eh? and bin that thing on Trade Me. Someone messaged me. They listened to that pod and they sold They sold a bike, I think. They were like, I don't need this many motorbikes or something. I think something me. like that, yeah. Straight on Trade Me and cranked it on. Yeah, it's so true, eh? I'm like, good on you. You know, take some action. <laughs> right, mate. Everybody's favourite. <sighs> get now, worry later. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. Oh, dear. Now, these arrears are above 9% again. Credit again. Credit card arrears at its highest level since May two thousand and twenty-one. So BNP L buy now pay losers, I mean pay later uh, (laughs) accounts now above nine percent, while credit card arrears continues to climb four point five percent, the highest level since May twenty twenty-one. So one in ten people are behind on their buy now pay later. Mm. Oh, but it's so good. Oh, you don't. That has only been increasing
1: when you look back too on that graph. I wonder how much of the buy now pay later's arrears effectively have sucked out of the credit card arrears data because people are using the new product versus the traditional yeah. credit card because it looks like they're going in opposite directions almost over time yeah yeah man buy now pay later's a eh? people just don't understand them i have been absolutely cleaned out on tiktok over
0: this i uh, the credit <laughs> the credit score thing Credit
1: score one, and that's up to 125,000 views, by the way. Wow. And um, everyone disagreeing with me, of course, because TikTok knows. And the buy now, pay later ones took off a bit, and just one of them got like 300 comments.
0: Is it, were you saying not use it? So people I was saying it.
1: how it affects your home loan application. Oh yeah. And they're telling me, no, it doesn't. And I'm like, okay, cool. I just, you know, worked eight days a week for five years learning about this shit. I must <laughs> be wrong. So <laughs> How many loans have you written now? Oh fucking thousands. So yeah, so, yeah. You, pro- you probably don't know, mate. Yeah. You probably don't know. So mate. but yeah, man, like people love buy now pay Later so much. It's a cult, mate. That they'll defend it. Mm. And I'm like, you are. The product—it's so bad. I'm like, you've got no idea. Yeah. They're like, but it's free. I'm like, okay. Why does the company exist? And they yeah. can't think past like the the the, and look at this, nine percent are paying mad fees, mm. and <laughs> it's probably gonna looks like it's been trending up for a while. So, yeah. I I um. I, I'm i not really sure how to communicate with people. I've tried and I just get ripped apart. That, Yeah. It's, it is debt. Yeah. People think it's not debt because, you know, you get four interest-free payments or whatever one you're using. um, But it is. You didn't save up and buy the fucking clothes that you bought with it. Yeah. You borrowed money, and if you pay it on time, yes, there is no interest. But <laughs> one in 10 of you are not, and you're paying – effectively higher than credit card and fees. Yeah. So, and the odds are that over time, you'll do it at some point. And, and there's a high... Cleaned
0: out. Yeah, there's a high chance that if you're in that 10%, you're now embarrassed. Because you knew better, and you didn't want to believe it. So, don't be embarrassed. Just go, how can I tidy this up? Mm. Have a look at all the shit that you brought with your buy now, pay later. And be like, do I actually use that? What have I done with it? Does it have any value to me? Mm. Do I need to clean my act up? Yeah, it's Facebook an Facebook marketplace. One. People, here you come.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get rid of the stuff. It's a great way to do it. You'll you'll be like, oh shit. Yeah, you should like,
0: probably even put on your trade me or Facebook listing. Hi guys, embarrassingly, I racked all this up on buy now pay later, thinking I was a hero. <laughs> I wasn't going to pay any interest, and here I am. Yeah. Now you have to pay the trade me fees too. <laughs> t-
1: like from the other side,
0: like if I was going to start,
1: um, like I'm in a services industry and I get paid a commission. But if I was going to start something where I was charging people, this product is so clever. That I would have to input it, like put it into my business.
0: Yeah, same. Like yeah, I'm I sick would, for it. if I because otherwise even, you just remove the ability for, like you're just decreasing the amount of your customers. Yeah, your like it's genius.
1: It. Like I would even do this in my made up lawn business. I'd be like, would you like afterpay to pay for the lawns? Yeah, because like it just means that your your total addressable market
0: becomes bigger mm. because of this shit. So like <laughs> they don't do it for nothing, guys. Like clean yeah. it up. I brought a uh, sleep mask on. Uh, Dick Smith the other day or something. Did you? Yeah. Mate, we got rid of the mask now, you know, eh? Hey? <laughs> but this is for your eyes, mate. Oh, you got, yeah. it's got headphones, so you can fall asleep listening to uh, Keep the Change. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. But this is genius. So, well, firstly, uh, th- this bit's not genius, but it said, would you like to use Buy Now, Pay Later? I'm like, mm. no. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. It, it does, not Like, e- <laughs> e- e-commerce is a classic.
1: Like, I've bought a few things in from overseas recently that I... Wanted and it, you put it in. I was on Amazon and you put it in your, you know, your cart. And then I got busy at work, so I fucking close it. And then, you know, 15 minutes later, there's an email I'm in my inbox. Yeah, hey, uh, your cart's they, here. Do you want to do it? There's afterpaying shit. How'd they get We've your got, email address? Well, I've got an account.
0: Oh, well, So I'm like
1: Mikey's logged into Amazon and I fucking close it. Oh, gotcha. It. I close it. But they are tracking all of that. Yeah, and they know that I've left the website. And Then 15 minutes later, they're saying, hey, mate, we'll finance this with Afterpay or whatever. Like, do you want to hit this now? And then I'm like, delete that email. And then fucking like six hours later, another one comes in. It's like... We know you
0: opened the email. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Afterpay it now and you'll get 10% off. And I'm like, fuck, this is like genius. Relentless, yeah. Yeah, it's relentless chasing you down for your money.
0: Uh, I need to try and remember what I was going to say about Dick Smith, so I'll just hold that over there in my brain. But when you say that, so there's... I I was looking for an ice bath to put on my balcony, and you can buy these portable ones. Mm. But they're all not in stock yet. Now, I didn't sign up to their websites, nothing. I just went to them. Then yeah. I started getting emails. yeah. And I'm like, how have you got my email address? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I think because it's a Shopify website, it knows who I am. Yeah. But I didn't log in. I didn't fucking leave any Smart, details. Eh? Yeah. And because a little while ago, a few years ago, so I used this product called AdRoll, and you can put ads in front of people on mm-hmm. different pages and stuff. And then it was like, oh, we've got a new product, and you can email people that have been to your website. And I was like, wait how because they're not giving us the data mm. and i'm like surely this must be illegal this would really piss people off but i was like yeah i don't want to play with that i feel like people would get they'd come to the website and then they'd get an email from us they'll be yeah. like how have you got my email but people are obviously doing it right but if i go back to dick smith so in my head it says you know this will be delivered to you within whatever yep and i'm thinking sweet so dick smith queen street which i probably should have just walked to which is 500 meters away <laughs> but i ordered it at night time yeah interesting stat too a lot of e-commerce is done at night time between like 8 and 9 p.m., 7 and 9 p.m., I think. Yeah, definitely, that would make yeah. sense. <laughs> and so I'm like, where the fuck is this i It's It's taking ages. I finally get to the point where it's pain enough for me to be like, I haven't had an update. Have I missed it? I've checked yeah. the mailroom three times. It's wasting my mental rent. I go back to the tracking and I look and I'm like, ah, oh, it's not even coming from New Zealand. It's drop shipping from China. <laughs> so they've <laughs> yeah. got it listed on their website. They don't even have it. They're just yeah. so then they're literally just like, Cool, Luke wants that. He's paid us the money. They'll get the order from China. They make the margin in the middle and it ends up like literally Genius. it was it was wrapped up. Yeah. Like a fucking smuggled. Like you think he would pick it up from Queen Street? No, no, no. Like it was wrapped up like in that you know that Chinese um if you buy something from oh, China... Oh, when the package actually got here? Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 You know, sometimes if you buy something that comes directly from China it's just like wrapped in that orangey sellotape yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's <laughs> about fucking 46 <laughs> rolls and you've got to try and <laughs> cut, cut through it all. So it wasn't even like beautifully packaged and being like, you know, love from Dick Smith or <laughs> nothing. It was just literally from China, straight to my door, yeah. thanks for coming, and now they're pinging me, you know. Yeah. What else do you want to buy? Yeah, I'm like, mate, get off my case. I had to unsubscribe, but um, yeah. Anyway, the iMask is a, is a good tool if you want one of those. But So the <laughs> other scary thing for me, mate, in here... Here is uh, the number of households behind on Telco broadband bills increased this month up to eight point seven percent. You know that this actually makes me feel really sad, that because I think the internet's an amazing tool, right? Yeah, and we are, talk about it all the time. These are
1: sort of what I would consider like, like you don't have the entitlement and right to this stuff, but it's if you don't have this these true basics, internet and phone and stuff, like you're at a disadvantage. So
0: it's a yeah. bit sad to see. 8.7% of people, uh, up to 8.7% of people are behind on their telco or internet bill. It's mm. highest level since March 2022, which then if you look back in September, oh, sorry, t- 2017, it was 11%. So then part of me is like, oh, bro, just chill out. It's actually still got, you know, we've been way worse than this. Yeah, it's always the trends that are scary, these, right?
1: Uh, these, these graphs are funny, eh? Like if we look at this telco one for people, it's sort of... It's almost like it's been coming down, coming down, and that's the same time that we know interest rates have been I was coming down. About and coming to say down. The same thing, yeah. and like the access to credit's got easier and easier, and now it's going the other way, and we're starting to see the bottom of the U shape, and they all look like they're starting to trend back up and trend up quickly. Yeah, and it and some of this data isn't actually that bad. A few of them are, you know, I'm not too worried about mortgages dropping off, and some of the um. What is it? New consumer loans isn't up that much, but it's there. But the problem is is all this stuff together isn't a trend. Yeah. And it's all trending the same way. Um, so, I mean, I hope the trend breaks, but it's looking like it's all trending that way, right?
0: Mm. So, you know, we always say zig when others are zagging. So what that means is if you are part of these statistics, you want to make sure you get out of them. So do whatever you can to get out of them. Don't be like, oh, well, you know, I'm just in the same boat as 8.7% of other people will be like... I need the internet, it is critical to my learning, to my understanding, to my better life, to access to the network, to an abundant life, and to the greatest uh, invention that you may have seen in your lifetime. Get rid of your Netflix, or your Disney, or your Neon, or fucking both of them, or whatever that shit is that you're paying for, and make sure that you pay for things like telco, broadband, etc. And then even retail energy, The portion of retail energy accounts that are reported overdue holding steady at 3.5%. Why is telco and broadband twice, if not more, as high as power? Interesting, eh? Well, power is more of
1: a survival thing, right? Like, it's more important to have power than to ring someone. Like, you
0: want to stay warm and be able to cook your food and shit. I would love to know, of those two... (coughs) Which is more likely to use direct debit, and I feel like power would be more likely to direct debit out of your account than your internet or your telco. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. They, like they, they will control the money coming out of your account. They won't be like, hey, yeah. click here to pay this. Um, they'll try and get you on direct debit.
1: Mate, I tell you what, if I was a, if I was a um politician, I would be focusing on reducing the cost of these if I could, eh? Yeah, well, these things are, are what builds the like cheap super cheap energy is what builds the base of um allows productivity to grow really yeah it allows countries to be wealthy
0: i saw a stat from act the other day that i think the cost of labor's increased since 2017 by say it's 35 percent but productivity's only increased by five percent makes me sick so again <laughs> people a good way for you to then think how can you become more valuable become more productive yeah like Simply increasing people's wages isn't encouraging that to happen. Yep. So if you yourself can find ways to be more productive, you're naturally going to become more valuable in a marketplace where there are people that aren't learning to do that. Uh, financial hardship up 5% in the last month. Currently, there are 9,100 accounts reported in financial hardship. In April 2020, that was right up to... Looks like 20-something thousand by the looks. Yeah,
1: 20, nearly 25,000 at one point.
0: Yeah. So um, there are... <coughs> yeah. Um, what else have we got here? Residential mortgages snapshot. I thought this one was interesting, mate. Yeah, I just did some quick calculations on this, and I'm a bit confused, but yeah. So it says here that there are nearly 1.2 million New Zealanders who currently have a residential mortgage. Yep. Of which 103,000 borrowers owe more than a million dollars on their home. Which has doubled in the last three years. That is So three years ago, nuts.
1: only 50,000 Kiwis had a million dollar mortgage. That's gone up 100%. Oh, my God. Yeah. that, that <laughs> And the interest rates are higher
0: than they were three years ago.
1: Tripled. Tripled. Yeah. Fuck, that's terrifying. It is, <laughs> man.
0: Like, if you have a, a mortgage that is that big, yeah, you, you need to be thinking, you need to be really devouring this content, being like, okay, what could my life look like?
1: Mm. Yeah, that's Average crazy, age ain't? of the
0: borrower is 48. Average credit score, 827. Told you you needed a credit score, boy. Yeah. Fuck, okay, here we go. <laughs> I don't even know what mine is. None either. Fuck. <laughs> um, average mortgage size is currently $478,000. Yeah. So,
1: I don't know. that If there's 1.2 million New Zealanders that have a residential mortgage and the average size is 478000 that means the total loan book in New Zealand is like... What is that? So not it's as like $573 billion, which is way too high, so I'm not sure what's happening there.
0: But anyway. Interesting. If we go down to some business credit insights, might tell us a few stories. So business credit demand is down 9% on the same period last year. That means that businesses are, are borrowing less, maybe decreasing confidence. Mm-hmm. Credit demand is down in the retail, trade, hospitality, and property uh, sectors. Average uh, credit, blah, blah, blah. Uh, credit demand, construction's up. Hospitality's down. Retail trade's down. Tourism is up. So you could look at that and think, well, maybe they're not looking for debt, but I don't know if this factors in IRD. So one thing that I'm seeing with clients is a lot of people, they didn't pay their provisional tax in January. They're like, oh, I might just wait. I might pay it later. Mm. Um, What's the latest I can delay that? Or I'm having to jump on an arrangement with the IRD to pay my GST. Mm -hmm. Now, just for some learning for those people tuning in that uh, aren't in business, so when a business sells over $60,000 of services each year, they need to be GST registered. Now, what can happen is, say you, you, you do a million dollars worth of work in a year plus GST. So you'd collect $150,000 of GST. 115,000. Now 150, it's 50%, 15%, isn't it? Yeah, 15% of a million is 150,000, isn't it? Oh, yeah, 1.15, <laughs> sorry. Um, I thought you said 1.5 million, yeah. sorry. <laughs> so businesses collect that on behalf of their customers and they have to give that to the IRD. Mm-hmm. But they will pay for things, so they will pay power, rent, Uh, insurances, subscriptions, accounting fees, hopefully. (laughs) Uh, They might buy some equipment. All of those things will have GST on them. So then when they pay for those things, they've paid GST. So they don't need to give the IRD that total $150,000. They just have to give them the difference between what they've collected and what they've paid. And they'll do this regularly throughout the year, either monthly, two-monthly, or six-monthly. Now, often what will happen is businesses will collect the GST they won't move it aside and go, right, I need to make sure that I pay this at some stage. They'll pay this staff. Paying wages doesn't have GST on it. And then they'll get to their GST period. They'll file it and go, right, I need to pay eight grand in GST. And they're like, fuck, where's that? Eight, the eight grand ain't there. Like, what's the go here? And they will have spent it throughout the year, either paying down debt, uh, paying for assets, drawing it out to, to spend themselves, and the money's gone. And they think, oh, well, I'll, I'll just... I've still got 20 days before this is due. I'll just pay for it out of the money we make in the next 20 days. They might be able to do that. Eventually, they get to a point where it's like, that doesn't work either. And they start to struggle. It's scary. And that's a sign that the business isn't actually profitable cash-wise. So the total cash suck out of that business isn't being covered by the revenue that they're creating. And often this is because they've taken on too much debt. So then the money is getting pulled out to pay down the debt uh, or they are drawing it; those sorts of things, and they're not managing their cash well. But you can get along; you can get away for a long time not paying the I.R.D. or G.S.T. Really? Yes. And this is where the huh. system I don't think is good enough because that's unfair to other taxpayers because yeah. they have to pay their tax. Yeah. And you know, I'm an advocate for business and for looking after clients and businesses and whatnot. But we're always trying to educate them. But you know. You can probably get a year down the track, and you may not even get a phone call from the IRD saying, "Hey, like, where's our GST?" And that's the sort of side of credit that you don't see. Is you know, if you did that to the bank for one month, oh baby, you're going to get a phone call. Oh yeah, the IRD probably get away with it for a year. So, wow, businesses, you know, that, that's just like a, a general. It, it depending on how big it is, but mm. the the ID aren't big enough to be looking at every single business and be like, right, we got to get on the phones. Yeah. And there was also for quite a while there was a, um, right, let's be nice to businesses and let's not push them too hard, but we're getting back to a time now where I think the the ID are going to start calling, uh, and they're going to say, hey, we need that, and this could, yeah, this could be take a long time for businesses to get shaken out of an economy where that. Technically, they're not actually able to meet all of the obligations, and mm. the obligations are just stacking up in the background. So that will be interesting to watch. Mm. Um, but yeah, new company registrations are down twenty four percent. Company closures down thirty percent. Company that liquidations up twelve. Yeah, we want more businesses being started, but yeah, it's a it's a very interesting report, and there's some some grunty stuff in there, mate. And I think we're you know probably still a long way from seeing the true impacts of of interest rates going up and and all those sorts of things
1: yeah I can't wait to see like the main June July versions of these because that's when the bulk of the the expense and of the debt servicing is going to be kicking in, and we'll see who's been swimming naked I guess yeah um but also this this doesn't mean one hundred percent that the that the year's getting bad like the trends on these graphs <laughs> do all look similar um. But yeah, who knows? Maybe in the next month or so, we'll have 1.5 million listeners to keep the change and they all would have sorted their finances out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and of course, at that time, you would have given us a five-star rating and that's subscribed right. to the pod as well. Yeah, well, hopefully, mate. Um, it, it's cool to see the messages come through where people, they see this type of data. If I put it on the Instagram, stream, and they're like, wow, I'm so glad that I did X, Y, or Z. Yeah, that's awesome, mate. Eh? Yeah. 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 And then also, there's the people brave enough to be like, fuck. You know, I, I, someone the other day was like, I've had a credit card, I've ended up getting it to, to the max level, I've been listening the whole time, I knew I shouldn't be doing it, but yeah. I did, man, this has been another reminder, I'm going to... Sell, like, I'm going to clear this thing and I'm yep. going to cut it up and it's gone. It's tough love. You should be feeling guilty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, there we go. Some good data from Centrix. Hopefully, that's insightful for all of you out there and you've learned something. Hopefully, there's a piece of action that you can take away. And if it is that, you might go on YouTube and look up Benji Marshall stepping people. <laughs> hey, maybe that's <laughs> Such it.
1: Such a banger. It's the number?